0: Hey there, Winnipeg. Wouldn't you like to come down and see a live taping of Anything Goes? It's a little show that we have here on Sirius
1: XM Radio. That's right. April 10th in Winnipeg. Part of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival from April 8th to 14th. You want tickets? Simple. Go to winnipegcomedyfestival.com and check out the Anything Goes live taping. April 10th. So many
0: great shows. Our show is going to be at the gas station theater. Everybody loves gas stations They're and theaters amazing. and things getting taped. If you've got to use the washroom, you'll have a key attached to a cinder block.
1: It's going to be awesome. Awesome. April 10th, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival.com for tickets.
2: Check everybody out. Previously on Anything Go.
0: Now I know from dating comics in my in my own past that always a first...
1: hypothetically,
0: no, not hypothetically. I've have de- done that before, but I've I've always said that the first thing always has to be I need to find them funny because I've always said that I can fake I love you, but I can't fake I think you're
1: funny. You can right. fake I love. What a dick. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> listen, uh-huh. listen, I can tell a chick that I love her just to fuck her. but, no, I, <laughs> but yeah, no, that but it you know doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> I I think that uh, I think you're funny. I mean, I don't know if you know my... No, I can't do that. I, 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 well, okay, but would you? Can, okay, let me ask. And you I, this maybe instead. I shouldn't
0: say I can fake. I think you. I love you, but I can fake. No, don't backpedal. I fa- I,
1: no, I'm not don't backpedal. backpedal. I,
0: okay, well, okay. I, maybe I love you is a bit of a strong one, but I can yeah. fake. Uh, you know how much you know I, I like certain parts about a, uh, someone, but, <laughs> but but when it comes down to it, I I can't fake. I think you're funny because at a certain point they're going to go ask me about their act or something like that, and then it's going to be like, oh well, does, there, does it really with matter what I If I don't
1: think he's funny, I'll sleep. Well, that was I was going to ask you if what if what if you saw someone who's really hacky, but they're Hot. I know. I've. I mean, I've done it. Right. But I can't date them. Well, the dudes that. that I date, that I've got to think they're funny. But I'll okay. sleep with a dude if, if you think you're cute or hot. No, but they're not a hack. even.
3: Okay. <laughs> a hacky, ugly piece hacky of ugly shit. Ugly. I will. Sleep you know with what
1: him. though? I think with. I, <laughs> but I think with Claire, like I think with most female comics, they they're women, and most women in general find a sense of humor. I know that sounds corny, but they find a sense of humor to be very very attractive. Mm. Right?
2: And now. Let's get to a new, exciting show. Hey, sonny, baby, how you doing? Good evening, ladies and
0: gentlemen.
3: Are you ready for some laughs? Are you?
2: From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? Can you dig it? (laughs) Hey
0: there, everybody. Here we go again. This is Anything Goes for the week of March 27th, 2013. Man, did I fuck out of that? <laughs> Man, 2013. Yes, that is I dear. think I sometimes actually maybe speak more a little... I, I think I, probably, I might speak more fluently after I've had a drink or two. We should maybe try that out once. Yeah. Have I shotgun... Do you think people... Would people notice if I shotgunned a beer I don't know. between every segment? Well, we want we to should do, that do that a a long show time where
1: ago. we all get drunk. We said well, that before and then that I don't know, trouble. but
0: you have to you drive your minivan here every week. Ugh. Um uh, It's not going to stop
1: me driving at home. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but I'm just saying you could if I you know. were going
0: to get loaded here, you couldn't do I that. Know. I, know. I could uh I could Because I I can drive. No. uh. Well,
1: welcome to the show. This is Anything Goes, and uh, our guest this week, we have two guests this week. We have uh, Derek Forgey and Arthur Simeon. Uh, Arthur has been on the show uh, before, and he's got a headline week coming up in Toronto we'll talk about, and uh, various other things to talk about. This weekend, I filmed uh, a DVD. You filmed uh, it in London. Filmed it in London, Ontario.
0: Where you have such a great history.
1: Yes, of uh, violence and uh, trouble, and... uh, It was okay. I don't know if I'll release it. That's the beauty of uh, cutting something yourself. You can just kind of say, well, I'm not going to probably release that. We'll see.
0: Well, now why? What happened?
1: You know, the crowd was fine, but it's not the greatest club uh, to film in. And uh there were just some issues and stuff and Now how much you know. do you
0: blame the club and how much do you blame yourself?
1: Well, I, you always blame yourself. I should well, do just, you blame yourself? Because yeah, you asked, of course. you said
0: that earlier today that you said that you uh, that they didn't get you any radio promo, they right. didn't set up interviews for you. Right. They didn't even want your show to be there That's on, right. on, on the they Friday. That's right. They that on the Thursday. And yeah. on the Thursday. Yeah. Now, I ask you, is this a personal thing or is it they just aren't enthused to have comedy in their uh very low-rent casino?
1: Right. I think it's it was it was not personal personal to Darren Frost, but personal to the kind of comedy that me and Kenny were doing. They right. just they were nervous, they didn't want it, uh they kind of felt like they could wanted to get out of it but they couldn't. So it's like that's how the weekend started, which isn't a fun ha ha weekend to begin right. with. And uh, but you know what? Uh, I filmed it. Me and uh, Kenny went to Detroit on the Friday during the day, and drove for three hours so Kenny could buy some suits. And he bought a a black velour suit. And, and you didn't buy
0: uh, you didn't buy anything. I didn't
1: buy anything, but I saw a whole bunch of like eight hundred dollar alligator shoes. And uh,
0: why are they? Hunt? Well, I guess because, because they're I don't just you know like
1: they're... They're, it's crazy. i would never seen shoes this expensive, like six hundred dollars and you know, $400 running shoes, and I, it was just a eye-opener for me, and the amount of fucking garbage. I mean, I could not believe the amount of garbage. It's like... I'm, I'm liberal, but if someone wasn't working, they should be forced to pick up garbage for 20 hours a week. It's, like, unbelievable the amount of garbage that was in Detroit.
0: Now, is there a lot of, like, uh, human, I was going to say human trafficking, but is there a lot <laughs> of, like, uh, you know, wa- like are there a lot of people walking around? Yeah, a lot
1: of people, someone walking around, but, you know, a lot of burnt-out buildings and right. homes and, you know, uh, Kenny went to the, the fun parts of town to show me some of it. So what uh, the fun parts of town? Well, just saying, like, those parts where all the garbage and the burnt-out places, we had to get. To where he needed to go, he had to go through some of those places. And it's just like... You know, you can watch it on TV, you can watch it on a documentary, but when you just see and like, even traffic lights were all fucked up and it had been that way for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like they were pointing the wrong way and people were just going through the lights. And right, it was it was fucked up. Do You
0: get really get a sense of like it's the Wild West out there. I mean, where did you? Yeah, hear a little bit. Did yeah. you hear gunshots? No, no, no. Could God, you see no. street prostitutes during no, the day? No, nothing like did that. Did you see drug dealers?
1: Uh, well, I don't know what a drug dealer looks like. I saw a it bunch could of people standing on corners, ne- yeah. but you know, who knows? if They're drug dealers.
0: Well, I mean, were they? Was there a bus stop where they were? No. Okay, then they were probably drug probably, dealers. Yeah. They, if they were just hanging around, you know, looking over their shoulder, they yeah. were probably. And then shit. and then
1: we went to a gas station, and I, I don't want to say all the things that happened. Well, why don't but, you just
0: say all the things that happened? No, I it just it's you just, went up to
1: the counter. Went up to the counter. Right? Actually, before I went up to the counter, I was the only white person in the, in there, and this was like a chain gas station, so it was like clean. It wasn't run down, and uh, there was a bunch of people in there. And uh, one of the staff members said to the other staff member very loudly, uh, dropped an N bomb, like just like out loud, and was like, uh, "I said, uh, you know, a nigger fuck, like this, right. like scream that." And I'm just like, I stopped. I couldn't believe it because I'm, you know, I I'm Canadian, I <sighs> guess, and. I did not know if I should say something, like, grammatically. I don't know if that sentence is correct or Well, you don't, live, what. Around,
0: you don't live around a lot of N-words where yeah, you're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kidding around when I say that yeah, but, but you, you know, were thrown off. It
1: was it definitely threw me off. And, like, nobody else it threw off, like, walking around. And it was just – the reason it threw me off isn't the obvious reason. It's because I was in a place of business and the person working there said it. If I was there and someone, you know, in the chip aisle said that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's, you know, that's how they talk or that person talks. <laughs> You know, meaning that, but right. not like yes. not people who work there. It was very much shocking.
0: So it threw you off. It was an employee. Yes, and well uh, what is how off? Like, are there other places that you've been to where you're just surprised at the the casual attitude of the employees and how they just talk? about Not like, each like other? that. Like, right. if you
1: were at a gas station in Canada, But she also said she said she said fuck nigger, didn't she? No, she said uh, I said nigger fuck. Well, I don't even know what that meant, well, but obviously it was conversation between the two of them. Right. But if you're in Canada, for an example, and you went to a gas station. Those and, two people uh,
0: weren't about to fuck, and, were they? No, no, no. Okay, so and she and was- an
1: employee yelled, uh, oh, come on, fuck! You would be shocked. You would be shocked if you were at an Esso station yeah, and, someone and a said- guy said that.
0: Uh, yeah, if he said, like, a racial slur and and the just words fuck, fuck, or if, just if he fuck. just said fuck out loud, I would be that's like surprised. That's the difference. Yeah. That
1: is the difference. It's like, I just couldn't believe it. It's like, When everyone else is like, yeah, okay, I'll get that beef well, Okay, and-
0: You were at a gas station in Detroit. Yeah. I think everyone just wants to leave alive. Right. And so I don't think it's, you know. But I don't know if that's, uh, well, I don't know if that's that big a deal to, to, uh, uh, to that person who said it, probably.
1: No, it, it isn't. But, that, but that's my point. That's the idea. of You're an employee. When you, You're an employee and you work in that kind of thing. You kind of put a certain facade on. It's like when you work in a hotel, the, ho- the person's always right, the customer's always right, and then right. they leave and you go, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. You don't go, What well, you're a fucking asshole. You don't talk like that when you're working somewhere. Yeah. It just it blew me away.
0: What do you think about, uh, I saw this clip online about, uh, it, it was talking about that. Like if so- you went to a gas okay. station, if you went
1: to a movie theater right. and you ordered popcorn and someone said, is that all you want, motherfucker? Well, then they're... Dr- they're uh,
0: they're implying that I am a a fucker of mothers, yeah. and so. But if someone if someone dropped something and then they were like, ah shit, I wouldn't be like, how dare you use the s word in front of my kids or, or right, something like right, that. Right, But also, they probably like, were you right in front of the plexiglass thing? That, no,
1: no, no. But it's like they said it so loud, everybody right. heard it. It's right. like it was just like. You know?
0: And then when you, after you purchase your candy bar, she didn't she like whisper you, you have a nice day, baby.
1: Yeah, no, no, she she actually, I paid for my candy bar, and she, I go, thank you, and she goes, uh, thank you, and you have a great weekend, baby. Like uh-huh. this, like it's just like it was the yin and yang. It's like, oh, I, I kind of like this place now.
0: Well, there's a lot of people now, and I, I hate always blaming everything on social media that, like, unless you're right in front of them, you right. don't exist. Right, and probably because there was this plexiglass wall there, sure, and you were on the other side of it, and uh, you. They're just some weird white dude, you right. know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then probably she thought that no one can hear me yeah. unless I'm right in front of them. Yes, so yes. that's probably the yeah, guy. that's yeah. it. So yeah. um <laughs> that is uh that is uh delightful though. I I do like I kinda like that actually in and I know we got into a huge argument about people doing the uh with the Harlem shake in, in the workplace. Right, right we got into an argument about that. But I don't I don't mind the odd square word. Um if you're uh, an employee and you're Fucking around or something like that. Oh, yeah, if you. you know,
1: if there's no one in the store, only a couple adults, sure, I don't, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, well, uh, and I'm then, not going to
1: say I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if they said something, but I, I wouldn't be ringing up head office. I don't, you know, yeah. I got no time for that.
0: No, that's more of the well, and I. Feel sad for anyone who does. After I've read. Yeah. Um, now, uh, did anything else uh, happen to you down in Detroit? Of uh, just a. Uh, no, you Did know, you see the Eight Mile sign? Did you think of Eminem? No,
1: no. But I wanted to go to that pawn shop. That's uh, the um, hardcore pawn. But we didn't have time to go there.
0: Did you have anything to pawn?
1: No, but I just I, I just the idea of people watching. We went to a couple stores and stuff, and right. it's just like, yeah, it was pretty amazing to see the clothing, and it's just like, oh my God, are we in the eighties? Like some of this clothing was very much like more day in the time. Like yeah. we're talking like prints. You didn't want to buy a pimp suit or anything like that? I was I was going to buy a suit, but you know what? I wanted to do it more just to bug my wife because she told me not to, but then I'm like, yeah. $150? I can't afford a joke like that anymore. And you do
0: enough shit that your wife doesn't like. Exactly. That, you, know, you, could, uh, you could spare the suit and yeah, just do yeah. something else stupid. Yeah, so. uh, Kenny Robinson has uh, the most amazing suits, though. Unbelievable. He has huge suits, and... Uh, I think the first time um they were opening up the downtown Yuccax Club, I remember Kenny was there and I think he was in this like like almost metallic pink suit. Right. And it looks like he it looked like he should have been like fighting like Spider Man. You know? <laughs> he looked like King, he looked like Kingpin from all the yeah. uh oh, yeah. comic books. Oh, uh, yeah. which I thought was great. Um we got uh, two new people in uh, in the city. I don't know, I was gonna say people, but they're pandas. And you're gonna take your kids to the pandas? Well, I have
1: a membership to the zoo, so I guess we will eventually will go and see these pandas, yeah. <laughs> But the prime minister met the pandas. Right. Our our mayor won't go to gay pride, but our prime minister will meet the pandas. What does that say? Well,
0: I I don't know. What does it say? That's kind of weird,
1: don't you think? Well, then again,
0: I mean... I don't know. I'm so torn with like our mayors and, and political figures showing up to like pride parades and things like that, or, or or any sort of big social event, because you know that they're just there for it to be a uh, like a like a photo opportunity. But that's so, you what know, mayors
1: do. That's yeah, the, that comes with the
0: job. I, yeah, but if you know that it's bullshit, then why don't you just say, hey, well, this guy doesn't dig it, so. Right. And is it really his job to sit on a float and get you know shot by you know camera and things yeah, like that? yeah. 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 I don't... I don't uh, Water-filled not I'm on the fence guns. with that, so... Right. um I went to go see uh, Dave Foley of Kids in the Hall. Oh, yes. He was in town for the... Uh, the Canadian, Canadian Music Canadian Week. Canadian Music Week. They had a lot of comedy acts. I know uh, uh, Rory Scoville, uh, you know, John Doerr were in town. Yep. Uh Sandra Bernhardt was here. Yes. Dave Foley was here, too. Uh, I went to go see him on the Thursday. Uh, very funny act, but... Uh, And I know that he's new to stand up. I guess he started actually as a stand up at Yuck Yucks a million years ago. And then he went into sketch and he's coming back as a very good. But uh, I did think that there was that sort of star quality that people, that he had off the top. Right. And uh, I don't know, most, and he had a big chunk of sort of, you know, good written, sucky fucky material uh, that went over very well. Um and it was all at the beginning and then he sort of later on he got into a big sort of rant about uh racism and Scientology and religion Jesus and it's sexy
1: it's sucky fucky at the end never never that's what first. I'm saying yeah. I don't know
0: if it shows but I mean you know a lot of comics are like oh I want to end with a statement
1: look at me I'm uh, doing more than dick jokes I got a statement to make at the end of my does everyone sing the end of their show or... no
0: no but okay. uh, I mean but
1: you know you know how people do people that we'll ask Arthur maybe Arthur sings the end of his show I don't
0: know <laughs> well we'll find out yeah Um, but uh Uh, It's just, I think most comics would know that you put the sucky fucky at the beginning, get them on board, and then you do your, you know, potentially pretentious look how smart I am chunk in the middle, and then then you close on sucky fucky material. Yeah, you're right. But- I mean, maybe it's, a, you know.
1: it's, a, it's a more of an Oreo cookie political correctness, right? Like in right. the middle, say the stuff you want to say, and on either end, you say the fucking dirty stuff.
0: Well, but then again, like a guy like Dave Foley, I don't think is worried about coming back to any club. Right. And I think a lot of comics are like, oh man, I want the club owner to see me well, doing sure. well off the top and yeah. at the end. Yeah. So then they put the guaranteed, you know, uh, my you know my cocks in your mouth sort of material there and. I don't know.
1: It was it, it, I didn't really it, hear it anything good. about Canadian Music Week other than from you and, like, one other person. Like, I, none of the... Like, normally, when a, like, for when JFL 42 is here, I got a couple of Facebook messages from not fans of mine, but people who follow me on Facebook. Right. And they'll tell me, yeah, I went and saw this guy. This guy's really funny. You ever work with him? I didn't really hear anything about it.
0: Um, well, I think the Canadian Music Week or any of those big sort of South by South, South festivals, they're always supposed to be the... You know, they have the one in Austin, Texas. Sure. And... Uh, and I think it's always for like two years down the road that will be a, a band that was here this year that's going to be like of really, course. really huge. Yeah, now. yeah. No, I get and they're that. always going to be like, oh, hey, because I know that when they promote South by Southwest, they're always like, uh, in 2010, we brought you the Lumineers, you know? Right. And then so probably no one gave a shit about them in 2010, but now they've become so big. What was the and-
1: Foley show busy? It
0: was, uh, I mean, where the comic sit was, you know, kind of empty. So about
1: a couple hundred, so that's yeah, still... Well, long it long. was
0: essentially sold out. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, there was a, a chunk of seats that weren't uh, occupied, but it was still good. I'm glad I went.
1: All right. Well, uh, we're almost out of time here, so what we'll do is we're going to go to a break, and then we'll come back from the break, and we will have uh, Arthur Simeon joining us yeah. in the uh, in the hot seat this week. Uh, and uh, that's it. So stay tuned. This is uh, Anything Goes for the week of March 27th. Yeah,
0: 2013.
1: He said it right that time. yeah. You should do the intro halfway through the show. You get better.
0: That's why, as I warm up. up, yeah.
2: Just like Lance Armstrong, what they lack in balls, they make up in steroids. This is Anything Goes.
4: Hey, this is Glenn Foster, thatcanadianguy.com. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio.
2: They will do anything for money, even wash a guilt's back. This is Anything Goes.
0: Hey there, everybody. Here we go again. We're back. Uh, this is uh, Anything Goes for the week of uh, uh, why, March, am 27? I gonna, March 27th. God damn it. Why are you in 2015? I don't get it.
3: 2015? <laughs> no, I'm not in 2015. <laughs> when uh,
0: that'd be cool. No. Actually, with 2015... Uh No, okay. I don't think I've ever made an announcement that it was that time that we went to Alan Parks and he had a roast. Right. I don't think I've ever announced on the radio that if I make it to 50, you can have a roast for me. Right. <laughs> All right. So you can look forward to that. yeah uh We have uh, Arthur Simeon, who's going to be headlining the uh, Absolute Toronto Comedy. Absolute Comedy uh, I'm in the studio with Darren Frost is here, yep. if you hadn't re- remembered from yes, the first right. segment. <laughs> April
1: 18th to uh, April 21st at Absolute Comedy in downtown Toronto. That's at Young and Eglinton. Uh, Arthur's been on the show before. How are you
3: doing these days, Arthur? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank, yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Thank, you, Thank you,
1: Darren. Uh, the last time you were here, you did uh, uh, your own show with uh, Dave Mahesh, and yes. that was very successful. Yes. And uh, Dave is uh, doing his thing on MTV now, on so MTV, not much now. road work. But yourself, you're you're doing a bit of road work these days? Yeah, I've
3: been on the road. I uh, had a busy month and a half. I was in Moncton for the Hubcap Festival. Oh, okay. I was at the Uptown Waterloo Festival. Both festivals were really well organized and really, really fun. I got to work with a lot of people that I haven't been able to work with right. in a long time, and uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Did you, um, just because you're sort of you're not with uh, Yuck Yucks anymore, and so you, you're booking a lot of more independent shows, and uh, you're probably working with a lot of people that you haven't worked before. Yeah. Uh, and so being at these festivals, you get to see a lot of your buddies that you haven't seen in ages. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you prefer it? How do you prefer? It? Do you, do you like? Has it increased your drive to do more shows now that you don't uh, have like an office booking shit for you?
3: Yeah, a little bit, definitely. I mean, I was I was doing that before anyway. Right. I've I've always tried to be proactive. Yeah. You Why? Know, well, getting work. Yeah, and I've um, al- I've
0: always said you can't get don't get mad when you leave your career in the hands of a corporation that just that they're more concerned about them existing, not you so much
3: yeah i mean i didn't i wasn't it wasn't an like an ugly breakup or anything like that like right. I had nothing bad to say about yuck-yucks. i mean they were very good to me and I was very lucky with with the work that I got But i was, I was always, I've always been proactive about getting work and the beautiful thing is you 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 get a you ha, you know what you're walking into a lot of the time. You know, you get called and you don't know where you're going or what's gonna be like. Now I have an idea of everything that I do. Right, is most of what I want to do, but also stuff that I'm I'm well aware of what the the situation is.
0: Yeah, did you uh, you listen to the opening segment when Darren and
3: I were talking about Detroit, his experiences there? Yes, uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, and I love Kenny Robinson oh yeah yeah the only way you know you get suits like that is if you go to Detroit I I know I don't think there's any other place in the world well I asked Kenny this I asked Kenny
1: this and he said there used to be places in Toronto that would import clothing from these Detroit stores but they stopped yeah like, there's whole clothing lines yeah. for that whole genre. Like, yeah. Stacey Adams, I think, is the name of the clothing line. Yeah. It's like, I'd never heard of it before. I'm like, what is this? And yeah. I go into a store, and it's the whole store. It's just that one brand. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, it's unbelievable. Stacy
3: Adams is very popular. It's the irony for me is that... Uh, because Kenny's suits bring so much joy into everyone's life. Yeah, yeah. The irony that so much joy comes from such a sad place—I can never, <laughs> I can never, I can never get used to that. Well, you don't, you don't see anybody
0: just kind of walking around in a suit like that anymore. It almost looks no, like you, don't. no I don't, you don't, no, you don't.
3: That's no. why I love Kenny. That's why he stands out because of that. He will, he will. Um, you'll you, you'll have to look at him you'll catch your attention whether you like it or not you know? but i
1: wonder about if people still do get dressed up like that for when they go to church i mean i'm not a church going guy but still that is a day that a lot of people take serious and will dress up they, for they
3: they don't really know i've no? been i've been lucky to go to different churches even in canada like in different places and people don't really dress up for church anymore No, because okay. people don't go to church anymore so it's right. one of those things when they do they're not willing to go that extra mile of right. like, getting dressed and stuff like that. Right. I mean, a few people are still, there are a few hangers few on, but I would say the dressed people stand out more now because there's there's so few of them
0: i don't know i just uh if i was like a churchgoer and if i showed up in a suit and i just saw someone in like a hoodie i mean i i know that like church needs to get a little bit more modern and bring in like a new generation of like
3: more churchgoers yeah uh i don't
0: i I, well because they got to keep that they got to keep that scam going that's what i'm saying (laughs) i (laughs) I agree with you i
3: grew up going to church and the whole point was to get dressed that's why you went to church yeah yeah was to show off your new thread sure well
0: i would always like i remember when i was a kid i think my Folks took me to church for like up until I was eight, and then they were just like, "Well, we're not really into this anymore. Yeah. And we'd rather sleep in on Sundays, and I'd rather watch cartoons." Yeah. But I'm, the only thing I really look forward to is a kind of dressing up, and then b going to McDonald's for breakfast afterwards, which was like you and know. see and for yeah. me
1: for me uh, I think my parents my dad's atheist my mom's not really practicing they just sent me there because they were hungover and I could stay somewhere, <laughs> could for, stay four somewhere for four hours for yeah, four makes, hours you talk know what about, talk about Jesus for an hour and then church play square
3: was ball grid child care. Church yeah. is great child yes. care. Because you don't have to worry about anything. That yeah. is true.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't instill, instill a certain amount of fear that I think kids need to because uh, I don't think kids are afraid of shit as much as they used to be. No, they're not. I think uh, There's always moments, you know, you hear about some, like, you know, these, like, uh, parents that want to bubble wrap their kids and they're too yeah. worried but then a lot of the times, you know, they're just like, oh, but then again, I don't know, what, what age are you going to let your kids roam around free downtown?
1: 12 or 13 probably. Really? 12 yeah. or 13? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Did Makes you sense. did you go did you hang around there in downtown when you were twelve no, and thirteen? No,
1: I mean for me, where I, from age ten we were gone, but we lived in a small town, a smaller community. But I think Toronto by the age of twelve or thirteen, I think they should be fine.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't. Know I, about think that. Yeah, I think it's yeah.
3: I'm not going
1: to send them to Jane and Finch or fucking yeah. you know on a bus to the uh, you know uh, L A Compton, but you know I'm going to send them to the show them the That's land. That's a long bus ride. Yeah, well, I'm just okay. saying you don't just send them anywhere. Right. You tell them this is where you're going. Where are you going? How are you get there? Okay, you'll get there.
3: I think yeah. for the most part, people, especially like parents. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But for the most part, parents, if, they have, if they're confident they've done a good job by 12 years in, you can send your kid out knowing yeah. that the kid is going to come back. When I was 12 and 13, I used to go out and go places and come back all by myself. And yeah. never once, I mean, there were rules in terms of what time you had to get back and, where you, and telling people where you are and stuff like that. But if you were late for any reason, that's when people started to worry. But they knew that for the most part you were late because you were doing something you were not supposed to do right more than you got in trouble and find you know couldn't couldn't find your way home mm-hmm. Well, I mean, your kids would have cell phones, wouldn't they, Darren? Yeah, by then. Yeah. yeah. By then. Because like, I don't— like, Only
1: by then. My
3: my folks just
0: would let me run loose down, in downtown Toronto, and I just—looking back now, I'm like, I don't know what they were thinking, because we didn't have cell phones, and uh, oh, Toronto was a lot more grittier in yep. the like, late—you know, in the 80s like that. But yep. I don't think that they were very wise, but I think they were very naive in some ways. I uh I often wish actually that my parents would take me to church more and then I at a later age I found out that everything was bullshit. Because then <laughs> because there's every but like, do you have religious material?
3: Um, a little bit now right. than I ever did. Mainly because it's something that I've started to talk about a little bit more. Just because of the sort of the transition of coming from a very religious society and figuring out how that affects people in their everyday lives. But I don't really, you know, like I don't. The problem with doing religious material is coming off preachy yourself. Right. Trying to address. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, plus, the there's
1: thing. so many guys that are doing it so well. Yeah. In my opinion, if you're going to tackle a topic, you have to bring either something new to the table, or exactly. do it or do it better than them. Yeah. And so I only talked a very little bit about my own experiences with my kids. With religion, but never take on the big tackle of religion.
0: Yeah, like I think Jim Jeffries does a lot of uh, stuff on religion and yes. how they're all idiots and stuff. And I get it, uh, but also I th- you listen to him and you get the feeling like this guy knows what he's talking about. Right, and he's he's grown up with it. And at a certain point, you know, you well, just feel it's, it's, it's like Kinnison. Yeah.
1: It's like Kinnison, right? Yeah. A lot of Kinnison stuff is misogynist and and it comes across uh, not in the best light. Uh, he was very anti-gay, or at least the material was was steered that way. But anytime you talk about religion. It was still pretty much on the money. A lot of this stuff and how uh, you know we bought into it, and it's not not you know not a real yeah. thing and and that it's kind of like for like for me prior. Whenever prior talked about the pain of his life, it still holds up. Yeah. But he does the sex talk and other stuff. I mean, that can sound dated, but when he talks about pain, pain is universal, just right. like religion. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I just
0: I don't I don't have those frame, I don't have that religious frame of reference. So there's always times where I would like to do more jokes. Yeah, but
3: then I'm like oh, I don't really want to research into the shit. But I agree with Darren, like what he said like uh, people you either bring something new to the table you or you're doing something that if it, it's been done already then you're doing it better than whoever did it before right. you. And for me the only reason I talk about it because I always hate going into something that have either other comedians have talked about because yeah there's Bill Maher and Jim Jeffries who have talked a lot about religion my whole thing was how religion and colonialism work together right? and that's the material that I know only because of being you know um, a fan of you know African history and stuff like that it's the only reason I bring it in but it's not to be like you know you know, everyone should hate God or whatever. And, right. Yeah. Well, it's, your,
1: it's your own unique experience. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think, but I mean, I, when Sam Kennison was doing his material, his sort of more homophobic stuff, it was, it was in the time, it was during the '80s, where I think the '80s were a lot more homophobic. Sure. And we've embraced gay culture a lot more now, and I think that's probably because
3: <laughs> the '80s were homophobic, but also very gay.
0: Well, <laughs> they were, I, but I mean, but I think like the reality television of like uh 2000, like since like 2000 and uh, just the gays are on TV so much and that it's, or we're more exposed to that culture. So sure. we're a little bit more like we kind of have embraced it a little bit more, right, at least in well, the entertainment.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the artists reflect the, the generation. Right? right. So yeah, right. It, it, for sure people were. Obviously, way more homophobic in the You also
1: have like three more decades of the breakdown yeah. of the family, right. And the breakdown of everything, so people aren't as judgy because they're like, "Oh man, I haven't walked a mile in their shoes." I mean, a lot of that stuff comes up over time. It's like it's not going to change overnight, but it's going to. In thirty years, of course, we're nowhere near where we were in the eighties.
0: Where, where now? You're from uh, Upala, U- Kampala, Uganda. Kampala, Uganda. What? What is pop culture like? I'm sorry, I just, I'm just i curious what pop culture is like over there. Now, was, as opposed
3: to when I was growing up? Well, yeah, like now. I mean, do you go back often? Or yeah, I do. No, now it's it's the same everywhere. The thing is, with the internet and say, yeah. the cell yeah. phone, pop culture is the same everywhere. The people who are popular in the United States are the same people who are popular in England the same people who are popular in Uganda. Uh, music, everyone listens. People listen to music before it even comes out or watch movies before they even come out in North America because when they're trying to sell to international markets all these little like DVDs and, sure. and film reels leak out right. and so people are watching movies like i remember um i think it was it was a movie that came out a couple of years ago, and it was oh, uh, still come, abo- come
1: Blasters Nine. <laughs> come Blasters
3: Nine, <laughs> yeah. and it was still like three weeks before its North American release. Right. And all my friends in Uganda were talking about it on on Facebook and stuff. I was like, "How have you guys even watched this right. movie?" They're like, "It's everywhere." Yeah, one person gets a hold of it. Oh, and, for sure. Then you know it's mass, and there's no copyright infringement. You know, there's no one going to follow up. The studios are not going to go to travel to Uganda to try and recover. <laughs> I'd like to see them try that. Yeah. I really, I would like to yeah. see them yeah. try. Yeah, and
0: I just would be like, yeah. listen, we're here for our DVDs yeah, and then DVD. and all the, all the <laughs> other <laughs> crazy shit that might kill you yeah. over there would be uh, like, ah, I mean, we'll just go, just yeah. enjoy the movie. So just, they'll give them popcorn. Pop
3: culture is pretty much. I mean, it's the same people. Uh, there are people who don't really cross over. I would say people like Justin Bieber didn't really cross over. Like right. not someone that you know, young girls are screaming about in Uganda. But for the most part, you know. You know, Katy Perry and, 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 and Rihanna. What about and Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars, yeah. But Can that we'll guy fucking
1: have a song that sucks?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I, I, it's unbelievable. The guy is amazing. But
3: he is, he is a very talented young man. I know. That's
1: what I mean. It's like yeah. I listen to all this stuff because of my kids. Dave gets yeah. on my case all the time. But I'm like, I've I've heard tons of songs I don't like by some of the artists you just mentioned. That's just
0: because your wife is programming your kids for all their music that they <laughs> listen to. And, but, okay, <laughs> don't fine. Don't you worry that like- Show
1: me a song that that guy sings that sucks. That guy has so much talent. Yeah. It's like- you you almost, you almost want to say he's an ex Michael Jackson but then everyone thinks he's going to touch kids and get in the trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like he's that that talented.
0: Well, I, you know what, I, unless you have some sort of underlying long-range plan that your kids are going to discover Led Zeppelin or something like that right. on their own and be yeah. yes. like, "Fuck you, dad. Why yeah. didn't you tell me about this That's, shit when I was all growing up?" Is it is it is it though, seriously? Okay, yeah, all right.
3: Yeah. But you know Bruno Mars just before we go, Bruno Mars is one of those few examples that is actually pretty encouraging because he was a writer and a I know, background I know, singer I know he was. before getting on yes, top. So absolutely. it's one of those few moments where... Yep record labels actually get to their senses and be like, let's give this yeah. this guy a chance.
0: No, well, he's like a J-Lo. Shouldn't she start off as a background dancer? Background then, dancer? Well, I wouldn't put that Cheryl in the same Crow. category. But. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow? I guess not. Cheryl
3: Crow, good. Yep, J-Lo, a,
1: no. No, no. no. no so, uh, okay, we got a few more minutes left, but uh, we want to talk about this. So April uh, 18th to 21st at Absolute Comedy. Uh, do you have any other dates coming up in the next uh, month or two that you can uh, finalize, any of the festivals or anything like that?
3: No, I'm not doing any of the festivals. No one called me. I'm sad about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, after after Absolute, that's pretty much it. And then I get ready for the tour with Dave again. Oh, you're doing another tour yeah, with Dave? Yeah, we're doing Dave. T- 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 we're going to start uh, end of June. We're, oh, great. We're tying that up. And- okay.
1: So if people want to get Dave, a hold of you. Dave Maraj. Dave Maraj. Dave Maraj, um, sorry. Uh, where, uh, where do they go to get a hold of you? What's your website?
3: Um, Twitter uh, at Arthur Simeon. A-R-T-H-U-R-S-I-M-E-O-N at ArthurSimeon.com is the website and Facebook uh, slash ArthurSimeon.
1: And if they, the Dave and, and you tour, is there going to be a separate website or is just those websites? We're going to make
3: a website for it. It's going to be Legends in the making again.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So check that out. April 18th to 21st in Toronto or when he goes out on his own to do a, a town near you with uh, Dave Merhage. Thanks, Arthur. Thanks. Be no, sure.
3: thank you very much, guys. Hey, Thanks, yeah. It's thanks for fun. coming, man.
2: They were all voted most likely to be someone's bitch in prison. This is Anything Goes. Hey there, everybody. This is the Mouth from the Pillow Fight League and live audio wrestling. And you are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. And you guys better stop picking on Dave Martin or I'm coming over to beat your ass, brother. (laughs) Guess which host found blood in his vomit and thought, when did I drink all that blood? This is Anything Goes.
0: Hey there, everybody! This is the uh, third segment. I don't know. We're just the point is that we're back. Uh, This is anything goes for the week of March twenty seventh, two thousand thirteen. My name is Dave Martin. We're uh, in Toronto at the XM Studios, and as always, it's Darren Frost is beside me, and actually, actually in between us.
5: Uh, we have the uh, very funny Mister Derek Foggy. Yeah, How that's me. You, hey. uh, no, this is part three. This very much feels like the uh, two towers of the show. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we, you're going to be t- you're going to be our tower seven. Yeah, <laughs> a little yes, bit. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Um, now uh, during the break, I
0: asked you why are you so gay rightsy? <laughs> which I know is not <laughs> right proper. Right out the gate.
1: Right out the gate. Uh, yes. a very
0: eloquent way to ask that. I think that's great.
5: <laughs> now, but
0: but answer that question, because what is the big, uh, one of the big causes what's, that you are What's your for? deal?
5: What's with that? You're straight, and what's your, what's your deal? Yeah, I'm the founder and chair of the HSSE, the Heterosexuals for Same-Sex Equality. So, uh, yeah, we're basically the lightning rod, I guess, as it were, for all those straight people who are in favor of gay rights, more or less. That's kind right. Of we are. It's right. a conduit, you know? It's a way for people who have all that energy to sort of have a place to put it, you know?
0: Now, how much do you feel like like it's your responsibility? Like, do you, when you find, or you even socially find a, a straight person that, is so against gay right, gay right, not necessarily gay rights, but like their their opportunity to be uh, married and with someone that they love and receive all the same rights that a straight couple would. So, your question is: Do I feel? well I, I kind of lost the question. I, don't know. I forget what it was. <laughs> do I feel obligated to try and like win oh, them yeah. over?
5: Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, oh man, now I'm here. I got to do this. I gotta change this guy's opinion. Oh, you mean? Oh, you, am I more susceptible to that because I've put myself out there right, as this yeah. guy? Therefore, oh, I'm. Oh, now welcoming, I understand your question. Yeah, now, now he I'm, says I'm, it w- I'm welcoming. Listen. I'm welcoming all of this. Like I'm putting a target on myself. You're right. Right. Well, anytime that happens, it's very often anonymous, as as I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah, with. Yeah, of course. Uh, anytime, anytime uh, somebody throws like a, a fag bomb or something at me on online, it's it, I never know who they are. It's some anonymous. person.
0: Don't you think like, there's there's just too many like f bombs? Because I don't even know. Yeah, could there's be fuck, fag,
5: whatever. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about anymore. Yeah, I, I know. I was going to say F bomb, but I thought you wouldn't know which F I was referring right, right, to, so right, right. I did the de- derogatory one. My apologies. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it happens, and it's never happened directly to me to my face. And if it is, it's been kind of like people have been kind of afraid to broach it, which is kind of nice, unless they're a teenage boy. I've had lots of that. I've had lots so, of filth come my way from teenagers. So how boys.
1: did this even start? I mean, I'm very uh, pro gay and mm-hmm. very liberal in my views, um, even though my act, many people think I would be kind of <laughs> anti because <how> I'm <laughs> I am, and right. I kind of get fallen into certain categories like the dice and the Kinnison for what the I do. Dice.
4: But the, the my, dice. My
1: my question is, how did you start wanting to do this? Were you like at Pride, or you had a lot of friends, or you saw something in the news that made you so upset?
5: There it is. That you're uh, like. Yeah, I can't fucking
1: do this anymore without doing something about it.
5: The, the last one you mentioned, right. I was watching One Hundred Huntley Street. Oddly enough, okay. and this was just before the the vote passed in two thousand three, and they were talking about all the terrible things that were going to happen to Canada when it passes, uh, if and uh, when it passes. You know. And I and I and I was like, all right, that's it. I got to put my energy in this. So I went right. searching for an organization that did this already. Like, uh, um, like it was like, well, there's got to be a group out there that yeah, I would have thought so too, Straight people that do this, none at all. They, they didn't exist. Like right. PFLAG Flag existed, but I wasn't a parent yet at that point, you know, and I, I didn't right. feel like that. Was a I don't know who I don't know who P flag. Uh, parents are friends of gays and lesbians. Yes. So it was oh, uh, okay. so I, I mean yes, I had friends, but it was like it didn't feel exactly like the thing that I yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, and so the groups out there didn't really reflect me and my social circle. So I'm like, you know what, there should be a straight centric group for heterosexual people who identify as that that say, you know what, I'm cool with gay rights. So right. I, fa- I just founded it.
1: Now Okay, did, did you have a? Well, we were talking during the break about all of some of the problems that happens in America mm. with certain congressmen. Yeah. They they feel one <laughs> way, and then one of their children comes out of the closet, and then they kind of say, "Now I'm going to feel this way because
5: of my own children." Right. It's yeah. just
0: it's a distinctively seem like a Republican thing that like once an issue affects them, then they decide to stand up for it.
5: Well, it's not even that. I'm not even sure if it's a party line thing. I'm sure it's. it's more a, pro- well, it comes you know, across that way. It does, sure, but it's, it it be you know a soccer mom thing. It could be a NASCAR dad thing you know as right. soon as their kid comes out it, they almost feel like they have the it's less risky for them in their social circle to do that because like I'm sticking up for my son Right. You know, I'm sticking up for my right. Who daughter fights for that you know? who's going
1: to argue with that you're yeah, sticking exactly. up for your son it right. feels
5: like you have more clout in a way I guess yeah. like I feel like now you, you're entitled somehow uh, whereas if and it's so unfortunate it is this way but if uh, like I get this all the time like because I'm so pro-gay I must be a closet case you know there's that there's that there's that yeah, connotation right. right it's like if, if suddenly I'm like yeah, I believe gay people should get married. So I go well. Why are you, are you gay? It's like well, a that's not a bad thing, but b no, right. But but as, as soon as you have a kid or even a nephew, it just it changes the whole game. Right? Right. Yeah, right. Do you
0: do you ever think that? Do you ever think sometimes it might be easier in some ways to be gay? I just wouldn't. I wouldn't spend so much time being like, ah, these damn crazy bitches. I would just be
5: like, oh, <laughs> fuck that dude. Well, I guess I, I, uh, I will. Well, here's here's the good news. This will make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I have a very eclectic social circle: L's, B's, G's, T's, Q's, two S's, I, A's, and the whole bit. Right. I've got a very very eclectic mix, and I assure you, there's drama in every oh, of pairing oh, of, course. of, of course. every pairing yeah. of uh, consenting adults that always exists and I don't think there's one more than right. the other so
1: well, the one thing I want to because I was bringing up this congressman thing and this yeah. is a thing I thought of when I was uh, you know looking you up and and about that the yeah. the group that you started and this congressman issue is let's let's say this guy or or woman mm. was uh, you know anti gay rights yeah. and ran on a kind of platform for that yeah Gets into office based on some of that and other right. issues, then their child comes out, then they want to now support something, which they kind of ran against. It's kind of like that's a very much a gray area on what yeah, that person yeah. should really do, because in their heart they should do what they believe they should do, right? but for representing the people that voted them in— there's a there's a certain situation there.
5: Yeah, I know what you're getting at. I know I know exactly what you mean. I mean, but I, th- I would
1: still do what I believe in my heart, and then just lose the next election. And you know, <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's what the reality would probably would happen.
5: But I also think that if you if you I think honesty is refreshing in politics, and I think people like if if you feel like your this is in your heart and this is real, I think that reads. I think that comes across. Right. And I think you'll find. And I've I've said this many times. Like I feel I really feel like if you stick to your guns and actually say what you think, you'll find your voters. Like you'll find people who will vote for you. Right. right. I yeah. think. You know, because so often people are like politicians are so afraid to say anything that's like right. real. It's like, well, I think this. It's just like, well, I'll check in with what the polls say. Right, and exactly. I'll see what my constituents and I'll see what. Well, let's see how now, the soccer fine. moms feel about this and blah blah blah. Whereas, I think if you really are honest, often you'll find your supporters. You'll well, find your base. It's just, I uh, think. Yeah, yeah. know.
0: you're always like, oh, I who's hope. Who's, we who's, back? Hope. Oh, who's yeah. We hope. yeah. <laughs> who's yeah. backing my campaign? All this right. crazy horseshit. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they'll make some—I de- mean, well, Dick Cheney's a great example of someone who was so against, uh, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, again, I don't want to say gay rights, but he was right. definitely against gays getting married. And then it turned out his own daughter was a lesbian. Yeah. And then he had to wait until he got out of office before he switched his opinion on it.
5: Yeah, I know. It's too bad that it is like that. But, uh, yeah, it is unfortunate. But I think it's changing. And, and astonishingly fast. Right. Like, uh, when you look at the like previous, uh, you know, social rights— uh, human rights issues. This one is going at a breakneck pace. Like when you look back at let's look back to Bush's second term. Yeah. Like uh, all the exit polls were saying it was less about Iraq and more about the fact that they thought John, uh, Kerry was going to uh, you know push gay rights. And here we have right. Obama. They said he wasn't pro gay enough. Right. Like that's a, that's a breakneck pace and it's very right. very, very very encouraging.
0: Well, I think uh, I think a lot of Americans like uh, Obama when he's campaigning, but then once <laughs> he actually is in office, then they're sort of like, well, what about this shit you said right you about, were going to follow yeah. through with? Right, right, right. <laughs> (laughs) Sorry, I just very quick. They Mm -hmm, always seem like a. I mean, they seem like to like the phrase civil unions. Right. But straight people seem to want to keep the word marriage. Does that ever seem? It just because, in my opinion, they like straight, uh, straight people for the most part have made such a mockery of marriage to begin with. A because right. it's so easy to get divorced, and and B we just on television we just churn out these shows that I'm sorry, but <laughs> uh, but the Bachelor and Bachelorette are making a mockery of what traditional
5: marriage is supposed to be. Absolutely. Well, I actually, I made we made a video about that very thing. We, I I made a video that tried to appeal to people who should watch the video, and I called it the top five threats to marriage and what I categorized is I I, I talked about The Bachelor specifically yeah. uh, you know people like Britney Spears and the Kardashians you know that's yep. that's a big one and and I, I, w- I went down the list and of course everybody expects that the top number one threat to marriage is of course gay people that's kind of where I was leading the witness and then when I get to number one it was straight people heterosexual they are the ones that are you know at a 49% I think last I checked yeah. 49% uh, success like rate so just under half uh, depending on where you live are making a success of Marriage, so that's really the biggest threat, is that the straight people can't make it work. So, but is
1: there any numbers on gay unions and the percentage? Well, it's
5: hard to say because they haven't been around as long. Right. right, but right now they're they're trouncing it. Like, I, but again, we've only had ten years of it in right, Canada, right, so right. time will tell. But I, I'm, if I had go to go Vegas odds, I'm going to say that uh, the lesbian and gay community is going to uh, make make us look bad. Right, <laughs> it's going to yeah, make right. us bedros. Right. They're right. gonna, they're going to school us. I have a, I have a good feeling because when you fought for something for so long, right, you know, and yeah. uh, and it's something that that it's, is, you haven't had your whole Life, I feel like they're going to take it more seriously. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it's, once it, they get married, a lot of lesbians are going to be. Like, I didn't realize what a cunt you were. See ya. <laughs>
4: I'm getting out, <laughs> the
5: fuck out of here. It had to take marriage to ruin our relationship. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. It was a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, it's ironic, uh, funny. My, my friend Sarah got married in Las Vegas, and uh, and she was in line to get her marriage license. She's been with the same guy for. They have a kid now, and they, I I'd like to believe they're a pretty, you know, uh, real, legit, straight up, uh, you know, couple that's in love with each other, genuinely. And they're in line with somebody, you know, who was drunk, and uh, right. you know, somebody right. who was obviously you just, there. You can just say it was me. Yeah, somebody who was obviously a <laughs> prostitute, like an 81-year-old guy with somebody who looks like they just right. landed in from wherever they landed they in from, from. Russia, yeah. But the fact that they were men, women, men, women, men, women, yeah. that was fine. But if two dudes showed up, right. th- that's when, yeah, like, that well, we have to pay. draw the line it, somewhere. Yeah, right. was pay, that that yeah. was kind of a funny thing. It was like, she was looking around going, none of these people look like they're actually in love, but they're different. <laughs> I always, you know. They're the, different genders, so somehow it's okay. They're, they're hammered. They have to be. <laughs> it,
1: it, to me, all the causes are very much the same in that the way I look at it, it's like, I, I'm a big freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. right yeah it's one of my big things yeah But how can I ask for freedom of speech and then not have freedom to smoke? Like, I I don't do a single drug. Ah, Okay. Okay. But I think that marijuana should be legal. Okay. Just like uh, I have no problem if gay people want to marry. Right. Because how can I ask for freedom of speech if I won't give them those freedoms? To me, it's kind of like it's all in the same kind of line. Right. And that's how I've always kind of dealt with it. And there's a lot of people who just can't make that connection. Yeah. yeah, They only want to do what they want to do and that's it. Right. And they think the other two, for some reason, take away from what they do. And I've never understood. Did that
5: yeah my favorite I, i'm a very a, a great sign of the times right now, my favorite argument that I have and this 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 is a guy um uh, uh, Robert George, have you heard much about him? No, he's kind of become no. in, in a way like the, the the de facto guy to go to for Proposition Eight and for, you know, the Defensive Marriage Act and stuff. He's kind of become like the front runner. Of, he's like, for he, it or he's, against he's it? He's against it. Okay, okay, so he's kind of become the guy. Like, right, he's become right. a very b- he's big on the player. View. He's on the view. Yeah, he's a player like when it comes to anything anti-gay. He's kind of the guy. So he's got this whole got all these minions and <laughs> his thing right now. I love this. It's uh, a marriage is only valid if there's an organic. Bodily union. So basically, what he's done is these people have sat down and they've looked at the whole spectrum, and what they've seen is that the 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 religion card isn't working because this is it's a you know civil rights issue. Uh, you know this whole this whole like making gay guys look icky and gross doesn't work anymore. Like this whole thing they're doing, like just making people feel uncomfortable, doesn't work anymore. They're trying all these different angles, and they've run out. Yeah. So this one now is like your marriage only counts, and these are his words, not mine. If a penis ejaculates into a vagina. So these people who are foaming at the mouth to protect the wow. sanctity of marriage yeah. have whittled it down to coitus, like, <laughs> and
1: have discounted seventy five percent of porn. Right. Yeah, exactly. There you go.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah, see what I mean? So, so it, it's obviously it's 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 a hail mary, Yeah. and well, pardon the pun, uh, they're kind yeah. of <laughs> they're kind of running out of of angles because sure. they see all the ones who are debunked handily. Right. Uh, it's, it's, just, you know, it's,
0: it's, it's the same thing when like uh, you know when they bring up evolution versus. Creation. It's just like, yeah. I mean, how much the church has now had to acknowledge science uh, and then they work, you know, things like DNA into their whole creationism theory. It's so, so like, like totally. Yeah, but I thought you, you guys uh, took a shit on science for yeah. decades and decades and decades, and now they, they can't deny it anymore. Just like you know, uh, the fucking priests, fucking the boys. There's so much news <laughs> about that that yes. they can't right, deny right. it anymore. So exactly. they have to acknowledge in some ways. Now, well, before yeah. actually, but uh, yeah, go ahead. We wanted Darren and I wanted to talk to you about this because you uh, work at uh, MTV Canada. That's true. I do do that. Or uh, MTV, or what I like to call the reason why the terrorists hate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you it's do. in the top 10 list that's for sure yeah. but yeah. I mean
1: Darren has some issues about teen mom and yes. bear yes and, yes, yes. Um, I, I originally when I, I did watch a couple episodes mm-hmm. originally I thought that, it, that the show itself I believe does a very good job of showing how hard it is to be a mother
5: right yeah okay so
1: I will say that for the record mm-hmm. the problem is the byproduct of the show that then makes these people stars and that attachment to that then is kind of Wrecking their lives and also making them seem like Mm -hmm. now other people want to be them, not realizing how hard it is. You almost forget because of the, you know, all the other stuff the cover of People Magazine or Us Magazine or I've had two GUIs, I got new tits now, all the Farah and all that stuff. That is, it's it's a problem for me because I don't think the 16 year olds who watch it Mm -hmm. are really seeing the whole card.
5: Right, I see what you're saying. So, so your concern is more of the aftermath than the actual than the actual product well, itself. Is that what you're uh, I think it's. Yes. it's cel- and then, don't me, this me personally.
1: Me- yes, yes. It's, okay. it's Like I said, I would never say. Uh, I got. I have a problem with Jersey Shore way more than Teen Mom. Even though at the <laughs> end, I think it does the same thing. Right. Because I think that Teen Mom, they were trying to show how tough it was.
5: Right. Okay. I see. What okay. You're saying.
1: So I think their heart's in the right place. Right. Poor execution, in that the byproduct of all that has made them stars. Yeah. And I see now what you're it's saying. fucked up their lives. That's well, an interesting point. Yeah. And also the well,
0: I mean, I don't know if I'm on the same level as with the Jersey Shore versus Teen Mom. I mean, t- Jersey Shore was just we're celebrating douchebags, but yes. now we're, Teen Mom is celebrating. Uh, ignorant
5: douchebaggy yeah. kids uh, with kids. And, and well, my, my conflict with Jersey Shore very quickly because uh, I know we're, I mean, I'm going to get off track here right. uh, is that my concern and my hope is that these people are a punchline. My hope is that Snooki and the situation are a punchline and, sure. and we look at them and laugh at them sure. and I hope it's not something that, that, that society is aspiring to be. I don't know where that line is. Well, uh, I frankly don't but I hope it's, you know. The
1: problem is, yes, they're they're seen as douchebags that then make multiple millions of dollars like right. the situation.
5: But see, Six of them do, not several thousand of them that live I on the Jersey right? Shore. I understand, you know that, mean? I
1: understand that, but then this is the image that kids then take out onto the streets, and the attitude, and the fa- the fashion, and everything else that then perpetuates that.
5: Yeah, <laughs> but the, I'm not sure it does. At the same time, I, I know what you're getting at, but at the same time, I feel like uh, if one looks snooky esque, it's almost it's, it's it's something that's worth making fun of. But again, I have no stats to back that up. I'm just saying it feels right. like to me, and uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, decaying at a rapid pace. Right. But uh, it seems to me that it feels like because it's laughable, it's not a desirable thing to be, but I could be wrong. Well, I just, like, a teen pregnancy is on the rise in the United States. There are
0: more kids getting pregnant and shit like that. But, and so it's just, like, I don't think they see the consequences of getting pregnant as much. Mm. But also, I mean... I mean, it's for MTV, it's a TV show. So is right. should they start doing a behind-the-scenes teen mom where it shows them getting paid to be on the show? And, uh, like, I don't know, do they, do they get have paid the to be
1: on the show? Yes, they do.
0: They do? Yes. Well, and the same thing when everybody talks about how stupid Maury guests are. And, oh, right. my God, she's They're been on the show well. for 14, she's been on the show 14 times, and yeah. she still doesn't know who yeah. her kids are, what a fucking slut she is. And, right. Well, she's a slut getting paid 14 times to be on a TV show. Right. Uh, and don't bet for a second when she goes back to her, you know, Fucking bumfuck neighborhood. She's not celebrated for being on TV fourteen times. And look at me. You're all jealous because you're not on TV, looking like a yeah, whore. Yeah. But uh, it's just. Uh, I, I I I do think it sends uh,
5: a shitty message. Well, here's the upside. Here's here's where I can take a little bit of responsibility for a counterpoint. If right, if, sure. if here's something I work on a show called Losing It. That actually yes. when we first started, it actually followed Teen Mom. So this is this is perfect. It was the Canadian sort of counterpart in a way, uh, to Teen Mom. And that was uh, that was basically what we had. We had people go right to camera and talk about the time they lost their virginity. So, uh, and um, we had... Some of the complaints, and this is always, it's always hilarious, some of the complaints are from people who obviously didn't watch the show. Or who haven't, like, lost or haven't lost their virginity. Or who haven't lost their virginity. I hadn't thought of that. That also may be a factor. Right. But, uh, but people who are like, oh, this is yet another chapter in MTV sensationalism and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you watch the show? Like, right. all of right. these stories are humiliating and everybody, right. everybody has regret. You know, right. like, almost everybody like 80% of the people on the show were like I wish I waited I wish I'd done this I should have found a con and right. I didn't and therefore we had a scare right. so like our show is very real right. and it's very telling it's people unfolding their story so uh, I but feel like but to me that
1: falls into the category of what I said Team Mom tries to be mm, I tries to be but
5: fails is what you're saying no no
1: but, but yeah, well, like I said the beginning point to Team Mom I think they're trying to do a good job of showing right, but the negative it. of it <laughs> no no they don't suck at showing that I'm just saying the kids are too young to realize because they see everything else attached to it uh, all the fame attached right Right, okay, doing. gotcha. So as long as, you know, their heart's in the right place. Right. Same thing with this show, showing the the reality of it. Right. You know, no one's going to get on the cover of People Magazine telling the story of how they got The Lost of Virginity. Correct. Is what I'm saying. You well, well
5: yes, that... we're also a Canadian-produced show, so that, right, is, that right, is not a concern. Right. Well, see, uh, th-
1: but
0: that's, that's another thing, too, that I think is, is bad about Teen Mom. It's less like... Once they're not teens anymore and their kid's sort of getting older and it's not as cute as it once was and and they're not as much of a character as they used to be, I mean, you're never going to see a girl who didn't get to go to college mom, you know, (laughs) or you're not going to see like, hey, I'm a cash register at the Safeway mom. But Here's my my
1: question about your show because we don't get too much off the
0: topic
5: on that.
1: But do you ever get mail from parents saying that they watch it with their kids?
5: Uh, actually, we had a couple people tweet that to us and right. said it was really awkward, but but positive. Right. Well, like it was awkward it. and uncomfortable, but then they had to talk about stuff and things right. actually came up. Right. So, which I think is great because a lot. Of, we also have people at the end of the show, the th- sort of the third block of the show, we talk about the sex ed. What did you learn from your parents, friends, school? Right. What did you learn? They talk about what, and it's often what they didn't learn. Do you want to know what you know?
0: the only sex talk I ever had with my dad was? I would love to hear it. Uh, just remember to wash your balls. And
5: that was it. (laughs) That's better than mine. That is actually more informative than mine. Really? Uh, Mine, my mom didn't actually finish that. I was 15 at the time, and my friends were all older than me, and then my friends were older than them. So I was constantly around these 20-year-olds at these crazy parties. So my mom was like, she sat me down on the bed, and she went, I just, if you, I don't, you better, if I hear that, Okay, that was the talk. Right. I got. Yeah. <laughs> right, that was what I got from my mom,
0: Darren. First time for yourself?
5: Uh, well, with my virginity. first time sex or first time
1: sex? Talk? First time. Well, let's do first time sex. Yeah, first time sex. Uh, I was 18. It was the first time I actually came. Oh my god, what? that's so terrible! Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. shocking. Oh, kind of shocking.
5: That, that is kind of shocking. That is surprising. I remember
0: yeah. I got a phone call from a buddy of mine. And... I came
1: on her stomach. and I thought she might get pregnant. Oh, really? <laughs> that's so.
0: You That's, know, that is so you. Yeah. I, I got a, I got a phone call from my friend, and I guess it was the first time he jerked <laughs> off, and something came out. And, for, and I, I don't, and I don't know why he phoned me, but he was just like, "Oh man, dude, I feel like a father." And I was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> it happened. W- what happened?" I came. It was just like the weirdest fucking. Anyway, I mean that guy was a bit of a fuck up. Anyways, but and then so Darren. And his your name first, was Arthur Simeon. Yeah,
5: his yeah right, name yeah, yeah. was <laughs> Arthur Simeon. <laughs> so I tried to throw it back. I failed.
0: <laughs> um, and then first sex talk, Darren. Any?
1: Well, I never got one. Never. Never got one. I know.
0: I got just, the parents. My my folks just thought. Ah, oh, well, he'll learn it all from a copy of Swank. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, are you gonna? You should probably sandwich uh, losing it, Teen Mom, yeah. with uh, my first STD. My first, everyone, my first STT? S D T. No, not STD? your personal one. I was but like, you want me to tell my first? No, a TV <laughs> show. A TV, TV show, <laughs> show where everyone <laughs> I comes on STD. me specifically. No, I was like, not yet. Wow, what no. have you heard? Well, <laughs> well, something for you to be very worried about. Obviously, well, obviously you're...
5: because my wife and I lost it to each other. Like oh that's my actually God, true. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, I know. So that th- we would defy all logic and biology if that was, was the wow. case. Yeah, I know. It's, we're very rare.
0: And how old are are Darren and I? Way too old to be on any of your MTV shows.
5: I would say way too old. Way too old.
0: Oh, but <laughs> too we're too old. old. Not
5: way. You're way not, too, not, too old. You, no, not way. No, not way not, too old. I what if that. I'm young at heart? We actually had, <laughs> believe it or not, we actually had a meeting about this last month about uh, about some of the things. We were doing wrong. Some of the things we're doing right, and they were saying that we could actually cast a little older, Oh, okay. a little bit, yeah, because we've been casting too young. Apparently, and people don't mind as long as the story is captivating. We just learned this from corporate uh, <laughs> like last month. So there you go. Oh. I, am I giving way too much? I'm not sure no, if no, I'm no, allowed no, to no, say no, this. No, no, see, we're that. owned by Bell now, so I'm not nervous about everything yes, that I say. You should be very so, uh, nervous. Uh, not because they not because they should be. We're, see, now I'm double backing. See what I'm doing? No, right? but they they're, a me...
1: mu- they're a gigantic multinational company. Yes. You got to be careful, and it makes me they edgy. Careful, they have to be careful. They have but but you you
0: said to me once we met at an audition yeah uh, which are sometimes just an opportunity for me to run into friends of mine, yeah uh, that uh, you feel that you balance out MTV It's like for every you know MTV careless uh, kids jumping off barns and <laughs> right. shit into right, 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 right. fire and t- every teen mom show. You feel that you provide something that is a balance to that?
5: Sure. Well, I, I've got a pretty, you know, socially conscious uh, uh, social circle, as it were, and right. including with the other uh, letters I mentioned, and uh, they give me a lot of grief for a lot of MTV shows, and I think that's fair. I think there's a lot of things that you could critique, and I, I'm not. I there's been a few. Yeah, times well, you don't run the whole channel. No, I don't run the whole damn channel. I run right. a very, 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 very small, 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 tiny percentage of it. Sure. Uh, the Canadian portion, and uh, and uh, and I feel like if I wasn't there, we would forget about National Coming Out Day sometimes, and I think that right. like I, I like to I like to believe in so, it was somebody else who actually. gave Gave me the very high comment, which is like he said, you know, I'm glad you work here. You're kind of like the the social conscience of MTV, which which I don't know if it's true, but uh, but I that was a very good comment, and I I like to believe that I bring some voice of you know, uh, yeah. uh, I know I don't know I mean, you, anytime, you know what I'm driving at anytime,
1: anytime I watched MTV and it wasn't a lot yeah. Any either you were on or Paul or uh, Darren Jones were on I yeah. laughed and I enjoyed it and uh, you know at the time I was like late 30s so I'm like you know well that's something That's not I'm not even in the category and I still appreciate it no so.
0: I, I like shows like uh, I mean I, I get too uncomfortable watching One Girl and Five Gays right uh, but uh, that's just my own thing and uh, but I, I like that show where the, the losing it one mm-hmm. yeah because they're all real genuine stories they and are, some yeah. guys is not gonna hopefully not make it up, and they've had sex since then, and they can look back on it and
5: stuff. So, okay. Yeah.
1: So, if people want to get a hold of you, Derek you, what's the best way?
5: Well, let's see. You can go uh, losing it at MTV.ca. That, okay. I, I read those. I get those. Uh, there's a few of us that read that email. So, uh, if you have a if losing it story you want to share, you, or just want to say, "Hey, your show is terrible," and I, uh, <laughs> or it's great. I don't care. I, right. I, I read it all. So, losing it at MTV.ca is where you can get in touch with me if you like. Okay, to. great, mm, cool. Or if you want, or if you're uh, if you're one of those straight, not narrow people, or if you're an, an enabler of, uh, of a gay race movement. Yes. StraightNotNarrow.ca. You can find us there, or if you're on that Facebook thing, uh, Facebook.com slash the HSSE. That's T-H-E-H-S-S-E. You can find us there, too. Okay, very cool. Right. Thank you.
1: Okay, thanks, Derek. Uh,
5: thank you, for God's sake. I'll be back sometime.
1: Okay. All right, that was our interview uh, with Derek Forge from MTV Canada. I thought that was great. I really, really, yeah, got a lot really... To talk about. This show today, uh, I don't say it often, I really enjoyed today's show. <laughs> well, I did us. too, I did too. No, I'm just saying, like we should, you know, uh, say it when it happens. Sometimes, oh. you know, you do a lot of shows, some shows are good, some shows are alright. This show is a really good show, and I'm glad that I do it every week when this kind of thing happens. Some weeks, maybe not I've happens. listened
0: to some older episodes, and, and we have gotten a lot better. Yeah. I have, anyways.
1: Yeah, no, we have gotten better. But back, think- to the,
0: back to the days where I was like, what? Uh, 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 2013.
1: Uh, you know, Um, uh, April 10th uh, Anything Goes fans we are going to be in Winnipeg taping a live recording at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival at the Gas Station Theater and Kathleen McGee our former co-host is going to be a little reunion and we'll be recording that show live Kenny Robinson and a few other guests we will know by next week for sure so please check that out and then April 13th uh, we are taping the debaters myself and Dave Martin
5: Mm
1: -hmm. for the CBC as part of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival so please come check us out and also on the Friday night of that week, uh, I believe uh, April 10th, uh, April 12th, me and Kenny Robinson will be doing uh, anything, not anything else, we'll be doing our uh, show, Rank and Vile, X-rated show, first time at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And April 19th, I'm at the Sudbury Comedy Festival on 23 to 27, Halifax, baby, East Coast. So, check that out. Dave, push your show?
0: Uh, I'm going to just push the East End Comedy Review. if you are in Toronto and you want to come down for a little benefit for the Toronto Humane Society. uh, Headlining the show is going to be mr mike wilmot yes. and then darren frost jen grant hunter collins cal post julian dion and steph Toluff. so it should be a great show and uh yeah come on down i, I host it and uh, i'll be uh, getting loaded so uh, come down and take advantage of me it's
1: all good thanks for listening till next week
2: uh yeah Do it, it just be cool yeah yeah stay that way that's it for this week anything goes wants to thank victoria for producing the show and george westerholm for the music used Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Horror at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy.
1: for now how are you doing
4: good and we've met or have not met
1: okay now this is going to be embarrassing uh we've met a few times um and the one way that most people remember me from the 20 years ago i used to wear funny pants and a great gazoo t-shirt and uh i was uh really kind of uh kind of a crazy character comedian and uh you just kind of stared at me and went okay that was interesting
4: from toronto
1: yes from toronto comedy festival um, it was no, it was during your week. You, you were here for a full week. I think you came twice, actually, for two different weeks.
4: I'm just wondering because I remember during the were you hired by Breslin to be a like kind of a jester at his festival about 20, 20 years ago?
1: Um, I know, no, but I do remember that Mark had taped some kind of TV special uh, called Mondo Taboo, and he was showing you some of the footage from that. And uh, you were commenting on it to me in the green room.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think I did a character on that show too. I yeah, was a you were a glue guy. I was a uh, a solvent glue addicted comedian. <laughs> and I had a uh, and every punchline I had revolved around glue and how I assumed that everyone could relate to this. i just like, don't you hate it when women take your glue away? Things
4: like that. Right. And, and so now what? you guys are you're not a comedy team though, right? Oh, no, 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 God, no. No. Oh only only
1: on the show do we we act like we hate each other. Uh off stage or off off mic, we're both just independent stand up comics.
4: I should have you on my podcast.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to. Well,
4: uh maybe we'll do it well, we can't do it now. No. Should we, should we cancel your show? <laughs> Can you do that
1: from uh California? <laughs> Do you have a big just... button right beside you that you can push and just cancel our show. <laughs> Please do if you can,
0: like that Save Staples us. Help button.
1: Yeah. But... Um, so just generally, this is you know, this isn't like Morning Zoo Radio, right? You know, just so you know, we're just gonna you know shoot the shit a bit, and you can say whatever you want. Being XM Radio, and uh, we're gonna obviously talk about the Oscars and a few other things that we have on a list. Um, is there anything you want to go over, Dave, before we start? Or no, I don't, uh,
4: th- I don't think so. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to get my numbers up for my podcast Absolutely. in Canada yep. so if you can just you know, it's a i do a, a i do a radio show for i guess you know i'm just trying to figure out how to introduce yeah, me yeah to shape people. it yeah, yeah. cuz I, I i wasn't
1: i wasn't exactly clear like cuz i went to the website obviously i know you do a radio show and you do a podcast so i was going to ask you kind of what's the difference between the two uh, to kind of set it up
4: I also, I mean, I'm just trying to think what the uh, let me think out loud here. Sure. Um my my writing, I'm a comedy writer. That's how I make my money. Right. And I'm writing, I write on the Comedy Central roasts and uh, there's a show called The Burn. Yep, yep. Oh, Jeff the Jeffrey Ross. Ross yep. One, yeah, Jeff Ross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just wrapped up and I'm and I also write for current TV, Al Gore's. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, here, uh, maybe one of the th- maybe a way in just is um, uh, mean comedy because I, I you know, I am a uh, I'm a leftist, right? And I know Canada is all about diversity, and you have to watch what you say because you don't don't want to offend any ethnic groups, right? Well, and yet yeah is that something that well
0: that's uh, I, I think that the the story about the guy in in Vancouver uh, guy Earl who uh, sort of got into an argument with some lesbians I think that kind of got a little bit blown out of proportion in the states and people only sort of heard, Sort of the fact that like some lesbians took him to court for calling them like dykes or something like that, and yeah, I think there was a lot more to the story than that. It, it, and, than uh, the soundbite, Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of made it, I I know because I, I listened to Opie and Anthony and and Stern sometimes, and and then there were some comics I think on Opie and Anthony that were saying that uh, yeah you can't go up to Canada because uh, oh man you can't call anybody anything, and, and that's not true at all. I think it was just a one guy just took a lot of the credit for uh, the fact that there's no free speech, but then that's really not true. And we could
4: talk about the onion calling the Yeah, girl. that's on the
1: list for sure. Yes. Okay, let's just go. Yeah. But,
4: uh, but whatever you want to do. I, I was just wanted yep. to, was waiting for my, you you guys.
1: Uh, we'll start you, it. And we, you know what, like I said, it's not morning zoo. Right. And okay. we're
4: looking at like 10 to 12 minutes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay perfect you ready Dave I'm, yeah, I'm okay. ready all right so uh, we actually come in from the break and I'll, and I'll throw to you uh, you know um, what uh, what am I gonna call you Dave so it's not Dave and Dave uh, uh,
4: uh, Feldo
1: <laughs> <laughs> see that just happened uh, okay all right we'll figure it out you ready
3: oh yeah, sure all sure, right, sure
1: so we'll, we'll start